This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. Did you hear about the guy that wrote a letter to the IRS? Have any of you ever written one to like this one? Well, he wrote the IRS and he said, Enclosed, you will find a check for $250. I've been cheating on my income tax, and, he, and I'll just tell you the truth, it keeps me awake at night, and if I still can't sleep, I'll send the rest of the money. Oh, he felt guilty. He felt guilty. Have you ever felt guilty about something? Is there something that keeps you awake at night because of guilt? We're going to talk about that today. Why do I feel guilty all the time? Please stay tuned. I want to welcome you to Getting to Know Your Bible. I'm Billy Lambert, the speaker on the telecast, and we are welcoming you today, maybe for the very first time. Thank you, and please stay tuned. Now, today on Getting to Know Your Bible, we're offering a free Bible correspondence course. I emphasize that it is free. You're not going to have to send us money. We're not going to have to use your credit card or anything. It's just something we want to do to help you to get to know your Bible. Thousands of people all over the world are studying or have studied this Bible course. We want you to be a part of it. Now we're going to pause now so you can learn more about the course and how you can receive it. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. As we think about guilt, where can you find anything in the Bible about that? Is, is there a verse in the Bible that says something about guilt? Well, let, let me read a passage to you. I want to read out of two different translations. First of all, the King James. And this is Proverbs chapter 21 and verse number 8. The way of man is froward and strange, but as for his, the pure, his work is right. Now let me read the same verse out of the New King James. The way of a guilty man is perverse, but as for the pure, his work is right. And then here's a third translation. The way of him that is laden with guilt is exceeding crooked, but as for the pure, his work is right. Would you agree with this? All of us feel guilty about something. All of us feel guilty about something. Now, it may be that you would not share your feeling of guilt with someone else. It may be that you have shared that with a friend or someone else. But, it, but the fact is, there's something about which you feel guilty. There's much that has been written about the subject of guilt. 
Those who are psychologists and psychiatrists deal with this every day. Those who are, are counselors deal with this every day because guilt is a real problem among uh, people today. Now, Shakespeare said this, the mind of guilt is full of scorpions. Think about that for a moment. And this Seneca said, every guilty person is his own hangman. Think about it. Let me read that again. Every guilty person is his own hangman. Guilt is inevitable in life. And, and if you study the Bible and if you studied it yourself to any, any degree, you know that the Bible is literally filled with examples of people who felt guilty about various things. For example, there is the example of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And God gave them instructions about what they were not to do and what they were to do in the Garden of Eden. And the one thing they were not to do was to eat of the fruit of the tree that was in the midst of the garden. But they did. And because of their feeling of guilt, they went and hid themselves. And that's when God came walking in the midst of the garden and asked, Where are you? Or if you read out of the King James, it says, Where art thou? God didn't ask that question because He was unaware of where they were. I think God asked them that question because He wanted them to see where they were. They felt so guilty that they were trying to hide even from the presence of God. Then you think about David as an example of guilt. David sinned by taking a man's wife. He sinned further by taking the, that man and putting him in a place in battle where he would be killed. And Nathan the prophet came to David and he said, David, there was a rich man that had a lot of sheep. And the poor man had only one sheep. And the rich man took the only sheep that belonged to the poor man. What should we do to the rich man? And David condemned the rich man. And that's when Nathan said, You're the man I'm talking about, David. And David felt guilty. And he said, I've sinned. And then Nathan said, Well, then the Lord's put away your sin. You, you see, he felt guilty. He acknowledged his guilt. And, the, and he was told that the Lord put away his sin. Then you think about the prodigal son. Here, here's a young man who had it all together, living a good life. But one day he comes to his father and he said, I want you to give the portion of goods that falls to me. And he gave him his portion. And he went off into the far country of sin and wasted that money in riotous, uh, riotous living. And, but he befell, while he was there, he felt guilty. And he said, what servant of my father's house has food enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. He said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go home. He felt so guilty. And you see, he was guilty because he had sinned against his father. And the father in that story represents God. You see, it is not wrong to feel guilty. As a matter of fact, it would be disturbing to me if I never felt guilty about anything. You see, that's part of the way God made us to feel guilt. 
maybe when something that we've done that is not right, not, that we should not have done, or we left undone. You see, we, we feel guilty about it. But think about it now. Have you ever wondered what causes you to feel guilty? You say, well, Brother Lambert, I, I feel guilty because I, I know I did something I shouldn't have done. I, I feel guilty about various things in my life, but there's one main thing that just bothers me all the time. Well, you see, what you're telling me is that you feel guilty because of awareness of wrongdoing in your life. Isaiah put it like this, Woe is me, for I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I, I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. That's in Isaiah chapter 6 and verse number 5. And maybe, maybe you feel uh, guilty because of a moral awareness. You, you know there's something that you ought to do, and you just don't ever do it. Maybe you know you ought to tell the truth. This is about as simple and basic as it gets, folks. You know that you ought to be honest and tell the truth, but you don't. Sometimes you kind of stretch the truth a little bit. You know, the Bible says to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin, James 4, 17. You see, maybe it's a moral awareness of wrongdoing in your life that causes you to feel guilty. And sometimes we feel guilty because you, 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 you have such high expectation of yourself. I've had people tell me this, and, 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 and they said, maybe I was talking to them about becoming a Christian, and, and uh, they say something like this, you know, Brother Lambert, when, when I think I'm able to live it, I will become a Christian. What they're telling me is they're striving for perfection, and, and they want to be perfect, before they become a Christian, well, that's your body. That's getting it backwards because you will never be perfect and you will thus, you will never be a Christian. 1 John 1 and verse 8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. We are deceived if we as Christians think we are, are not sinners. We, we are sinners. We're saved sinners. And, we, and the reason that we are saved is because of the continual application of the blood of Jesus to our lives. While the preceding verse says, if we walk in the light, this is in 1 John 1, 7, if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ His Son cleanseth us from all sin. But if we say we don't sin, somebody says, I don't need that blood. We, you do need the blood because we all sin. But if you think that you are perfect, then you're trying to strive for perfection and that you must be perfect and you know you're not, you may feel guilty. Now, some people feel guilty because that uh, they feel that God is too hard and they can't live up to God's expectations and thus they, 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 they feel so guilty is that where you're coming from today? You, maybe your idea of God is that God is such a stern God uh, that, that He's going to judge you and He wants to condemn you. Well, there are people, granted, that are going to be condemned. But John 3, 17 says, Christ did not come into the world to condemn the world, but the world through Him might be saved. But there are people that will be condemned because they do not give their lives to Christ. They do not serve God. They do not believe in God indeed. 
But if you're trying to serve the Lord and you still feel guilty because uh, uh, that you feel that God is too hard on you, you have a wrong concept of God. God is a God of love and He wants to save you. And then some feel guilty because they feel that they, they feel so disappointed in themselves or they feel like maybe someone else has disappointed them. But they feel disappointed. Have you ever felt disappointed in yourself? I mean, just you just disappointed yourself. And because of that, you feel guilty. And then sometimes we feel guilty because someone else made us feel guilty. I call that imposed guilt. Where someone may put you on, we, talk, we sometimes call it put you on a guilt trip. They said things to you that just, that just made you feel so guilty if you didn't do something that they wanted you to, they, they wanted you to do. And then there is self-imposed guilt. We put it on ourselves. Now think about it. Think about this with me. If you've given your life to Jesus, or if you have not yet and you will give your life to Christ, by believing on Jesus, you have to believe in Jesus. Because it said in John 8, 24, Jesus said, unless you believe in Him, you're going to die in your sins. And of course, you don't want to do that. But then we have to be willing to turn away from sin in our life. The Bible calls that repentance. Acts 3, 19 says, repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. For our sins to be blotted out, we have to be willing to repent of sin. Then we ought to be willing to confess our faith in Jesus Christ, or else how would a person know that, that you really believe in Jesus unless you're willing to acknowledge it? I studied with a man one time for several weeks, and I finally asked him, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? I just assumed he did. He said, that's where you and I differ. He said, I'm not sure I do. Well, you see, if you want to get right with God, you've got to not only say I believe in Jesus, you've got to acknowledge that faith in Christ. And then as a penitent, confessing believer in Jesus, according to Jesus, you must be baptized. The people on the day of Pentecost asked the question, men and brethren... What shall we do? And here was Peter's inspired answer in Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Spirit. And so you see why sometimes we feel guilty, and there are lots of reasons why we feel guilty. But how are you going to get rid of guilt? How will you remove your guilt? First of all, if you give your life to Christ, He forgives you of your sins. You must be willing to accept your reception. If He's received you, you need to be willing to accept the forgiveness that He extends to you. Thus, why would you continue to feel guilty all the time. Uh, uh, there's a passage in the book of Hebrews that, that's special to me. Hebrews 8 and verse 12. I'll be merciful. I love that word merciful. I will be merciful to their iniquities. 
and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Now when God forgives us, God doesn't remember it any longer. That does not mean that God loses His ability to recall things, but rather it means that God does not hold that against us any longer. Therefore, if God has forgiven me and remembers it no more, why should I still feel guilty about it? Let me read you another verse. This is in Romans chapter 4 and verse 8. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Now that word impute is an accountant term. It means that you make a record of something. And so there is some person against whom the Lord does not impute sin. That is, he doesn't keep a record of his sins. Who is that person? It's that person whose sins God has forgiven. You mean all my past sins? Absolutely. Well, what about the sins I may commit in the future? Well, let's read verse, verse John 1, 7 again. It explains it so clearly, so distinctly. But if, there's a condition, if we walk in the light as He is in the light. And incidentally, in verse 5, God is referred to as light. So we talk about walking in fellowship with God, walking in fellowship with Jesus, walking in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. If we walk in the light, and if we walk in the light of God's Word, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And listen to it now. The blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from how many of my sins? All sins. That's the man of Romans 4 and 8. The blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. The man who's had his sins washed away, who's walking in the light, and he stays clean from sin because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now my question is, why should he feel guilty any longer? He said back there, Brother Lambert, I did some things as a young man or as a young woman. I did some things, you know, Brother Lambert, that, that I, know, I know now as I've gotten older that are wrong and I've learned more from the Bible and I know they're wrong and I, they still just eat at my soul. That's your conscience. You feel guilty. But once God forgives us, He doesn't remember it any longer. You may, but He doesn't. There's no need for us to feel guilty. You've heard the expression, don't cry over spilled milk. And there isn't any need for us to feel guilty over forgiven sins. Do you feel guilty today? Let me tell you about some people in the Bible who felt guilty. And, and let me tell you, first of all, I think it's wrong for us to deny that we have done wrong. I think it's, it's wrong to deny that we are guilt, feel some guilt. I think it would hurt us if we suppress that and did, did not do something about it. 
we need to, and don't, you, you don't get rid of guilt by, by trying to atone by doing certain things. Somebody says, well, I feel so bad, and so, you know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to start buying toys for children at Christmas, and I, I'm going to start doing things for them around Easter time, around school time. I'm going to buy some school supplies for children. I'm going to try to atone for all of the things that I've done in the past that are wrong. You feel guilty, so you're trying to atone for your sins. Friend, you can't atone for your own sins. That's Jesus' part. Let Him do it. He's the one who came to die for our sins, Hebrews 2, 9. He tasted of death for all men. You tasted the death for you. Maybe you're sitting right there in your living room or your den and, and you're watching getting to know your Bible right now and you say, I, I still, Brother Lemmer, I just can't accept that. Accept it. Because God offers it. God wants to bless you. God wants to help you. Friend came to me one day, and and he had been somewhat successful in life, and he didn't have all the most all the money in the world, but he had more than I had. And he came to me one day, and he said, "My wife and I would like to give your wife and you some money." I said, "I cannot accept that." He said, "Why not?" I said, "Because." I just don't think I should accept it. Well, he said, I want to help you. I said, I understand that, and I appreciate that, and you know I love you. And he's one of my dearest friends then, and he's a dear friend now. I said, I can't be bought. I'm your preacher, and I can't be bought. He said, I'm not trying to buy you. I'm trying to help you. And he finally said, would you want to deprive me of a blessing? Well, I said, well, no. He said, then let me help you. And I finally relented and I said, well, okay. But I'll tell you this. If you step out of line, I'll probably come down harder on you than I would anybody else in this church. Well, you see, we're still friends, and incidentally, I never did have to come down hard on him about anything. He's such a good, godly man. But you see, God wants to bless us. He, he wants to forgive us, and why would we reject his forgiveness by not accepting it and continuing to feel guilty? Let me tell you about some people that felt guilty. I want to take you back to the day of Pentecost in the second chapter of Acts. And th this was the occasion when, when Peter preached the first recorded gospel sermon under the Worldwide Commission. That's the commission that teaches to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And so, on that occasion, Peter preached about Jesus. He preached about His death and His burial and His resurrection. And he told the people on that day that they had crucified the Son of God. That's in Acts chapter 2, verses 22 to 24. And then in verse 36, he said, Men in Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, the man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs. You by wicked hands have crucified and slain. 
And then he says, you, the one that you crucified was none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And so what did they do? How did they respond? Did they just shrug it off? Did they say, oh, that doesn't matter to me? How did, they, how did they react? They were pricked in their hearts. That's verse 37. They were cut to the heart. They felt so guilty. And they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, the men and brethren, what shall we do? Now what's the question? Peter, we feel guilty because we know now we crucified the Son of God. We believe in Him now. We believe in Jesus now. We know now. And we feel guilty. What do we need to do about it? Now how would you have answered? How would you have answered? And here was the answer, verse 38. Repent. And what else? Peter, be baptized. How many of us, Peter? Every one of you. By whose authority, Peter? In the name of Jesus Christ. Why, Peter? For the remission of sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is unto you, to your children, all that are far off. And with many other words did he testify and exhort them, saying, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. The way to resolve your guilt is to come to the foot of the cross, people. You need to give your life to Christ, just like those people did. If you believe in Jesus, would you be willing to repent like they did? If you believe in Jesus, would you be willing to be baptized for the remission of your sins like they did? And then you know that you have your sins washed away in the blood. I want to thank you for watching today. May I give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And right now, right now, pick up the phone, call for the free Bible correspondence course. We're waiting to hear from you. Or if you prefer, you can take it online. And also, we want to encourage you to give your life to Jesus. I love you. God loves you. Jesus loves you. And I want you to go to heaven one day. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at gettingtoknowyourbible at yahoo.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580 
or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.